0: what's up (laughs) let him cook Uh, (laughs) I don't know what that is yeah wow learning a lot of things tonight so uh man as I've already shared uh it's really good to have you here this is amazing to see so many people in this room uh one more time for this semester for this school year really, as we really reflect on, man, a whole, basically a year, a school year of us going through uh, college at Chico State or Butte, and uh, now's a really important time to reflect back on those things and what, especially what God's done, you know, in each one of us, and I'm not even in school anymore, but this is an opportunity as as people are graduating, as uh, things are happening, as we go into a state of transition, really as we move into the summer months, right? It's an opportunity for us to really reflect and it's an opportunity to think about what does God have for me in the future and what's to come? And so I really want to briefly kind of turn our attention toward that by looking into what God's word says about some of those things. And so I do have a handout for you with some verses that I'm gonna just briefly go through. I'm not gonna take as much of your time tonight as I normally would. We're gonna have a special thingy later, okay? No? Special thinking, right? So I want to start by sharing a commissioning of sorts to someone named Joshua in the Bible, back in the Old Testament, thrown away back to the Old Testament. And uh, God writes these words to Joshua in a state of his own transition in life. I'll read this and then explain more the, the context. to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So the context of this passage Once again, God is talking to this man named Joshua and Joshua is taking over for a man named Moses, who is a pretty culturally significant figure. Moses led God's people out of Egypt. Moses led God's people across the Red Sea. Moses led God's people through the wilderness. He was an incredible leader and God had decided he's not going to enter my promised land. And Joshua, you are the guy. You are the guy I've appointed to lead my people into the promised land, and after jo- Moses' death, God says, "Okay, this is your job now." And so, for, for Joshua, in a sense, at, in this first chapter of the book that he's that's named after him, this is kind of his graduation of sorts. You know, as you you know, some of you guys, some of you guys are graduating really soon, and that's you know, maybe you're just kind of in the thick of it with finals or you know coming up, or your classes, whatever projects are going on. And there's a lot to be thinking about, but also you might be really considering, man, what does the future hold for me? What does God have for me? How am I going to survive this transition? And in the same way, Joshua, he's, he must be over here. We don't really get much of an internal monologue or a dialogue of, of Joshua's, but he must be thinking, man, what am I getting myself into? You know, And so he is looking at crossing the threshold of specifically the Jordan River. They were about to cross the Jordan River. That was a literal picture of stepping over, stepping across into a new experience that God had appointed for Joshua to lead. And with that comes excitement, right? With that comes also uncertainty. With that comes a fear of the unknown. And so for each one of us, we graduate from college. We graduate from, you already graduated from high school. And, uh, there's all kinds of kind of transitions that we are, you're going to make in your life. Right. And we have to cross that threshold. And so as we think about kind of the end of the semester tonight, we need to think about crossing that threshold of, okay, what does God want from me? What's God going to help? How's God going to help me in this transition that I might be stepping into in the next month? And, That's a big thing to think about. That also comes with excitement and uncertainty, right? And fear of the unknown. But as we progress in life, God calls us to trust and to be strong in him as he goes with us from one season to another. And that was God's promise for Joshua. And that's God's promise for you is that as you walk with him, that the Lord, your God is going to be with you wherever you go, wherever you take that job, wherever you end up from here, anything like that. And so what I'm getting at tonight, we're, we're in a series about the truth about God. And so tonight I want to talk about God's omnipresence, God's omnipresence. And so two weeks ago, Tom talked about God's omniscience. And so what's that? What's, what's God's omniscience? All-knowing. Correct. Yes. And so God's omnipresence, he is not all-knowing. He is, is all-knowing, <laughs> but he's omnipresent, which means that he is all-present or he's all-everywhere. <laughs> God is everywhere. Okay. And that is a comforting thought for us to consider, especially as we consider the kinds of transitions that we are making as we exit this semester. God is present everywhere, but he's also distinct from everything. You know, we're not, the Bible doesn't tell us anything about something weird or interesting about, oh, well, God is in everything and you're God and I'm God. That's not how it works. No, God is distinct. God is unique. God is holy. He is so set apart from us, but he is also, he fills space. He is everywhere around us and he is near us. He is with us right now. Uh, (laughs) I don't know if y'all know this. We were supposed to be doing this uh, somewhere else, right? I got some bad news for you. God was at Trinity Lawn. But he's also right here, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Okay. (laughs) I had some of you, maybe. And so God's everywhere, okay? (laughs) Our little situation tonight is a picture of, man, we can gather, we can worship God, we can pray together, we can experience his word wherever we want. We can experience his presence wherever we want. Whether we feel a sense of his presence or not, he is here. I want to talk about two implications of God's omnipresence for you tonight. First, that God is available to everyone. God is available to everyone. He is everywhere, but that doesn't doesn't mean that he's just kind of floating around passively, just kind of spectating. No, he, he like a, some sort of ghost. No, he's an act. He's active in our lives and he is available to you. No matter how far you might feel from God right now, he is available to you right now. He is just one prayer away. In the Psalms, King David writes, where shall I go from your spirit or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in Sheol in the underworld, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall guide me, shall hold me. And so these rhetorical questions that David's talking about, that illustrates, they're designed to illustrate the reality that God is available. He is here. He's ready to embrace you. What is God available to do exactly? There's, a, there's so many things you could think of. A few that I have for you here is God is available to forgive you. God's available to forgive you, right? Because we go about our lives and we mess up and we might reject God. And ultimately, guys, every single one of us has rejected God. And if you are a follower of Jesus, then you've chosen to resubmit your life under his leadership, And that's a good thing to do. And I encourage you to do that if you haven't already. And so, but when we come to him, we need to be ready for him to forgive us, to acknowledge, man, I've screwed up. I've sinned against God and God, I need your forgiveness. He's available to forgive you no matter what you have done. Full stop. God is available also to deliver you. God's available to deliver you from whatever challenge or hardship you might go through. There's all kinds of things. And maybe, you know, he wants you to go through something, a trial in order for for you to, for your your good, right? And so he might do these different things, but if you call on him, he's going to save you from whatever thing you need him to save you from. He's available to rescue, to deliver. And God is also available to comfort us. God's available to comfort you. And so even in a space of uncertainty, like walking into the next stage of life, The the unknown. God's available to comfort you. A.W. Tozer writes in his book, The Knowledge of the Holy, the knowledge that we are never alone calms the troubled sea of our lives and speaks peace to our souls. Speaks peace to our souls. No matter where you go, you are never truly alone. You are never truly alone. God is there and he is available to you. That's point number one. Point number two is that God is especially present with those who trust and obey him. He's especially present with those who trust and obey him. Right? There's a sense in which God is around us. He's here with us right now and he's available to you. But if you like Joshua, Joshua, or like King David, put your hope in him, put your trust in him, and you actually decide to go along with you know, what, what he tells us to do, what he commands us to do in scripture for our good, then you will receive the, the blessing of being in God's, God's presence. You'll be near God in a way that you weren't before. And in, in God's word we read of all kinds of people who walked with God, and through that they experienced the blessing of knowing God and enjoying him more deeply. And in first Samuel eighteen, fourteen talks about David. And so this is the chapter right after David had just slung a stone and killed a Goliath. He kills Goliath in first Samuel chapter seventeen. And in chapter 18, it talks about all these amazing ways that God is using him in the land in in the wake of this incredible feat that he ultimately, he relied on God for and he trusted in God and he was obedient to God's call on him in that moment in slaying Goliath. And verse 14 of 1 Samuel 18 says, David had success in all his undertakings. Why? For the Lord was with him. The Lord was with him. This is more than just God's presence generally around. No, this is a unique, special presence of God that is, once, that is also available to you if you would trust in him, if you would obey him and he'll go with you. David's trust in God and obedience to God combined to create a faith-filled life that was in fellowship with God. And in turn, God blessed David with success. David had success in all his undertakings. It's incredible. Now He faced some hard stuff later in his life, but he had success for the Lord was with him in all things. And then later on in, in the book of Psalms, David actually writes this Psalm, Psalm 1611. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. And at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And So in your presence, there is fullness of joy. He knows experientially the joy of God's presence beyond just knowing that he's he's around, that he's near and he's available, and that is good, but David wanted to abound in God, and that too can be your reality, your life, as you would walk in him, as you would trust and obey him, and so, and one thing that we see too, fellowship with God in a huge way happens through his word. As we saw in Joshua 1, God was saying all kinds of things, man, you need to walk in all the ways that the Lord, your God has commanded you, do not turn from them to the right hand or to the left. This book of the law shall always be on your lips. You you shall meditate on it day and night. He said, man, this is how you experience my true presence among you in your life. And so that is a huge way that we experience fellowship with God. And then before I wrap us up, I want to share Matthew 28, 18 through 20. So before I read it, this is Jesus's great commission to his disciples. Many, many years after Joshua, many, many years after David, and years after many different faithful men and women who walked with God, Jesus came to set us free from our sin from our desperate state before him. And so he died on the cross. And three days later, he rose from the grave. And then he said this thing that I'm about to read. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. He was with Joshua. He was with David. He is with his faithful disciples. If we would choose, if we would just choose to follow after him with our whole hearts. Jesus is available to save you and to lead you into his truth. And Jesus is especially present with you as you walk in fellowship with him. And we see that in, in prayer and through his word and in obedience, keeping in step with him and his spirit. And Jesus' Jesus's presence, he says, I will be with you as a way of empowering you to bear much fruit for his glory. I am with you to, always to the end of the age as you progress and move on in your life and move from one stage to the other. And as you walk with me and make disciples who make disciples among all the nations, I will be with you and I will strengthen you for that task with my presence. This is what he invited his disciples to do that day. And this is what he invites you to. So I implore you, I encourage you, consider what is God wanting to do for you? What is God wanting to do with you right now? as you draw just a little bit closer to him tonight, or maybe you need to make the decision to make him the Lord of your life for the first time, I want to encourage you to consider these different options. Let me pray for us, and then I'll lead us through the next time. Father, we are grateful that you are omnipresent. You are here. You are everywhere on this campus. You are everywhere in this country and in this world, God. And so knowing that you are here and that you're available, God, I I pledge myself to you. I, I want to choose, and I hope many of many people in this room choose with me to follow you wholeheartedly, that you would walk with us and lead us so that we don't need to fear or be dismayed, Lord. You have made a way for us to be in true fellowship with you. We submit ourselves under your leadership to comfort us and to save us and deliver us from the things that come in our lives. Lord, we trust you. And I ask that tonight that we would take steps that would honor you as we move across the threshold into one season from one season of life into another God, prepare us for these things. And father, we know that you will go with us in these things. So I pray that we would make choices and be in the place that you have set us to be in. And God, thank you for being with us wherever that may be. In the name of Jesus, amen.